Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Cindy McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, happy my daughter's birthday. <laughs> well, And a happy your daughter's birthday to you, too. That's not really a holiday it for, I mean, I'm sorry. It's, okay. it's, uh, <laughs> it's... Yay I, for Cooper Day. I gave birth to a human, and this is the anniversary of that, and it's not a holiday? I mean, it is for, for Cooper. Even though she doesn't really, I mean, yeah, she doesn't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so the focus is on her, not so much the <laughs> fact that you you made her. That's a, I thought you figured that out with your first kid, but maybe maybe another parent didn't tell you. <laughs> Listen, I'm still celebrating that it's it's been a year since I've been pregnant. That's great. That's the, that's good for me. Then a whole year of not pregnant, which has felt very good <laughs> after like- having been pregnant before that. <laughs> I actually kind of like that concept. Like, I think that's a good thing on, on birthdays. It's like, yay, it's a birthday. I'm going to celebrate me. Oh, also, thanks, person that birthed me. That yeah. was a big deal for you. We always give people presents on their birthday, but it's like, you didn't do anything. <laughs> I think I think everyone should give you presents, but then you give one good present to to your mom. We're advocating to give our mom presents on our birthdays right now. Yes. Just making yes. sure you're both aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> like just like a token of appreciation for creating you inside of their body. Dads get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, you know what? I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> My, I'm Being pregnant with Cooper was a lot harder on me than Justin, I'm going to say. Yeah, I think I everyone would agree with that. With that. Um. I'm not saying he didn't do anything. I'm just saying it was harder for me. I, I tried to yeah. tell your baby happy birthday and she just kind of stared at me and then tried to give me a pack of baby wipes mm-hmm. and then just sat in a box. She loves that to sit in like boxes. Baby stuff. Yeah, if she like, finds a box, she'll go sit in it. She wasn't very receptive of my happy birthday. You should have seen her when we sang her happy birthday this morning. It was as soon as she woke up and she and like Charlie started it and we all started singing and she was just smiling at us like this big goofy grin looking at us like what's happening? <laughs> this is the best day what's ever. <laughs> Why is everybody singing right away? Everybody I think keeps I, we're going to do this every morning. <laughs> I'm going to wake her up every morning with happy birthday from now on just because no. just to get that smile. Oh, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I think there may have been <laughs> a while. Good morning to you too. <laughs> I think there may have been a while where mom did do that for one of your daughters. Like every few days, it was like, "Oh, you've been alive now for four weeks. Oh, now it's five weeks. Yeah. It's seven weeks. Happy birthday!" Well, she decided that Cooper really liked the song "Happy Birthday," so she would <laughs> sing it to her all the time. And I was like, "This is gonna get very confusing. <laughs> it's gonna lose all meaning." Yeah, Cooper's gonna be like three hundred and fifty-eight by the time she's like eight. Like yeah. I've had so <laughs> many birthdays. Why we have my years? I love um, that song. How I have sung me the song a many times. <laughs> how is Cooper celebrating being one? Uh, well, today she'll get to stick her face in a cake. So that'll be good. That's good. Um, that's what and, you do every year, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's better than tomorrow uh, for her anyway. Because tomorrow I am taking her to a doctor's appointment for her one-year checkup and to get her one-year vaccines. Mm. Well, that's a... That's a t- painful way to spend valentine's day and your birthday well she doesn't know it's valentine's day but (laughs) we won't tell her that 
it's one of those it's the greater good thing that like there's no way she's gonna understand she's just gonna be like why is mom so mean <laughs> she, she took me to she took me to her friend and her friend like checked me out and that was kind of neat and talked to me and that was fun and then poked me <laughs> and i don't understand all her friend did was poke me <laughs> with needles it, uh but this might she break could, if she the could good assist <laughs> sorry this might break the good association with the happy birthday song you know that's true i won't sing the happy birthday song right before the vaccines sing it right after (laughs) to recover uh no but it's one of those greater good things that she just she's too little to understand that i do it because i love her yes right it's a good thing that she's getting them i will be glad especially she'll be getting uh, among her vaccines will be her mmr that's her measles mumps rubella vaccine and I am very happy that she'll be getting it. How'd they put so many in one? They can just, some they of just, them, they it's put easier so to make combos one. of than, yeah. But it's great, because that's fewer, fewer needles. Well, yeah, it's just like there's a, it's like a, it's like a meal combo deal. Do yeah. You want, you want that's a, there's fries and a drink with that? <laughs> you want measles and rubella with your, with your mom's vaccine? Here yes, you go. please. <laughs> give me all the vaccines. I will take them all, and I will give them to my children, and I... I hate watching them get shots, but you know what? I'll do it every time because <laughs> I, I will. I'm always there. I'm not I'm not squeamish. I stand right there. I hold them. Well, I would hope not. You are a doctor. I, I dry their tears and I kiss their little their little arms and legs after they get their shots. But I will always give them their shots because uh, that is so much better than watching them get horrible diseases that we can prevent. So that's why. This has been Sydney's <laughs> Vaccine Corner. <laughs> But but Sydney, it's it's not it's not natural, you know. It's the natural <laughs> order of things. It's just, I'm dying I, of measles. I love to see people say that. Like I don't I don't get vaccines because I just a lot of it. And this is not a knock on anyone's beliefs, but a lot of it is I just rather leave it up to God. And like if you're gonna take that attitude, you also don't go to doctors, right? Yeah. Or like brush your teeth or. Drink clean water or cook your meat or I mean, like if we're just going to I mean, like if that's how we're going at it. (laughs) And if you do believe that, like, well, but then didn't God make some some fancy pants smart person that was like, yo, I made this vaccine for this problem that was killing all these kids. Or I made this really cool toothpaste like like, (laughs) so so your breath wouldn't stink. Like. So your teeth would stop falling out here. You know how I mean, every just... time you ate raw meat, you got horrible diarrhea? Well, guess what? Fire. <laughs> I cooked it all. We, uh, I, I, I sent you this this smart smart buddy to give you all these vaccines. I sent you a couple smart buddies. Come on. Uh, yeah, and it, I. this is especially difficult because we we live in an age where it is easy to find uh equally loud voices that are telling you both the truth and dangerous lies all the time and it can be hard to distinguish i feel like though (laughs) what (laughs) was that dark very dark (laughs) well i i I, I think this is gonna we're gonna put our tin hats on in this episode a little bit i think (laughs) i like to believe that uh most people just don't know the truth like that they they they've been misled Mm, I, yeah. I that that is why they make the absolutely terrible decision not to get vaccines or vaccinate their children because it's an absolutely absolutely terrible decision. Uh, but 
I I know that there are forces out there that also just know like they don't care. They are willfully yeah. ignoring the truth and science. Sure. Um, I feel like your generation, on the whole, is a little more aware of things. Yeah, I mean, something my generation has shed light on so that everyone is aware of the truth is that Chuck E. Cheese recycles used pizzas and puts them together to make new pizzas. This is something my generation has contributed to society. You're welcome. What? <laughs> so, popular <laughs> YouTuber. <laughs> what? Sh- Shane this, Dawson. So we, there's no we way. We a little Listen, bit for this show. Hey. Talked all about, like, series <laughs> And now Riley just bombed the whole format with this well, i what? just like i thought it was important what? we're talking about uncovering the truth and it, we do question everything and we do uh, call everyone on on their on their things and on their mistakes and want them to explain themselves and this is this is maybe a lighter side of things before we before we get too uh-huh. dark Okay, but I hope that this is a solid source because we don't want to spread misinformation, Listen, especially not, about Chuck E. Cheese's. I am not. I mean, not especially. I don't know. I don't have a <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese's. At least that sweet sponsor. The Rockfire <laughs> Explosion will not stand no, for not, this. Not Billy Bob's. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. The Chuck E. Cheese. The one with the, the mouse. Yeah. Chuck E. Um, dot cheese. Okay. They, they, the popular YouTuber Shane Dawson, who did the documentary series on TanaCon and on um, Jeffree Star and have gotten very popular for his investigative video series, just released his conspiracy theory video that was about an hour and a half long. And one of his conspiracy theories was that if someone orders a pizza and does not finish it and leaves like three or four slices on their tray, they take those slices back and put them together with other leftover slices to form new pizzas. Because if you look at some picture, and they went to Chuck E. Cheese's in this this episode and ordered pizzas so they could see for themselves, they don't match up. Like the lines that are supposed to go across to cut pieces don't go across straight through. The crusts is, don't line up. They look like they're from many different pizzas. Is that but, their only evidence, or did they like? Was there like a whistleblower? <laughs> well, they tried to ask. They tried to ask an employee. They said they talked to a previous employee who was like, yeah, th- that has happened before. Like, that's a definitely a thing. And then they talked to an employee when they went to Chuck E. Cheese who was this poor, like, they blurred out her face. But oh, she sounded like on. she was, like, maybe, like, 18. She was like, oh, what do you mean? What's wrong with the pizzas? Oh, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I mean, it looks like it's from, like, two different or three different pizzas. Like, this doesn't even go together. The lines don't even match. And she was like, huh, that does look pretty bad, doesn't it? Uh, uh. Okay. I can't. I can't have it be that in my lifetime I have to witness two separate and completely different pizza gates. <laughs> I can't, I, that cannot happen. I just. I encourage all of you to look up pictures because it is wild. Like you will look at this and say, "No, there's no way this came from. This is one pizza that someone has made." All right. I. I have. I have. I have one question, and I, this is the thing. One. Well, I have many questions. Why? Why is this the hard-hitting topic that Shane Dawson felt like investigating? Well, I know I of know. all things. There were but. two other very serious and uh, more informational conspiracy theories in that video, but that was his third. Okay, they they have actively denied it. Uh, Chucky Jesus has since that video has come out. But here's the thing. I've worked at a pizza place where we sold by the slice and whole pizzas. And when you had half of a pizza and like you, we would make several of the popular pizzas at once, we'd put them together. 
It didn't mean that it was coming off some other's plate. It did mean that, yes, now it's a whole pizza. It's just comprised of these two half pizzas I had. Is it not the same as getting a whole pizza cut into pieces? Yes. Does it look a little wrong? Yes. Did we scrape pizza off of other people's plates and Jenga it back mm, together? It no. doesn't look like two halves. It looks like 10 different pieces. Yeah, because they do square cut pieces at Chuck E. Cheese. No, they have triangles. But then I, maybe I don't, it's I don't just actually from know. several pizzas. Like, in, in, in Huntington, there's still a Billy Bob's. Yeah, there's no Chuck E. Cheese. So I'm not, we, we're like the last <laughs> remaining Billy Bob's on Earth. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, here, okay. I have. I mean, two. they could be individually no, I know we need to. I know pizzas. we need to get to the the real things we we're going to talk about. I just wanted to to start with something light to to kind of be uh, I, an example of the deep questioning my generation questioning. has for everything we witness. I I have I have two competing feelings about this. Just for my for my own personal, just to share this. Uh, on one hand, from a public health standpoint, that seems dicey. Uh, you know, taking pizza yeah. off other people's plates and putting it together. But on the other hand, from a food waste perspective, I mean, I do appreciate their efforts not to waste food because we waste so much food as a as humans. Can't they humans just let the, the poor teens working back there to, to eat so, it? <laughs> well, and I mean, and yeah, this, but there's probably a I don't know. <laughs> this is the thing too. The pizza that he ordered apparently was a half pepperoni, half cheese pizza. So if once again, like pizza ma- pizza places, sometimes they're made fresh to order. Sure. I don't think Chuck E. Cheese is making every pizza fresh to order. And I think that's okay because I they, think it's Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> they made a pepperoni, they made a cheese, and they cut them in half. Yeah, they had like two-thirds of a pepperoni left. They had a few slices of cheese over here and a few slices of cheese over here. It's still all in the back of the house and sanitary. They just put them together on the same plate. Yeah, from a food waste perspective, it's like it's... If you sell buy the slice and buy the pie pizza, you're going to waste a lot of pizza. I'm just saying, if I'm eating pizza at Chuck E. Cheese already, I'm probably just going to roll with whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, the, not, I'm not going to get too picky. That was the conversation they had in the video. They were like, if this pizza comes out and looks like it's made of other pizzas, are we still going to eat it? And they all had a moment where they were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're still going to eat it. <laughs> well, I, I don't think that the Chuck E. Cheese pizza gate is the hill I want it. I want to die honestly. No, we I was more thinking that you're a generation of enlightened, uh-huh. investigative, curious, Except skeptical conspiracy theorists. The the problem though is that in this age where information is readily accessible and easy to spread, you might have just created false information. I stated it, it was there. a theory. I said right. it was a theory. I but. said there there are pictures, there is a video, there that is a theory. And before we get sued, as Taylor has already said, let me just reiterate, Chuck E. Cheese has denied this. Yeah. And we have no evidence that it is true. I said it was a theory. It's, there, are, there are assertions. Well, there's a big difference. Allegations. From, from like, health department-wise, taking food off of other people's used plates and reserving it versus, yeah. like, yeah, we had eight pizzas in the back. You wanted a pizza that was three different pizzas, so we cut up three different pizzas and put them together. What did you expect? This Chuck E. Cheese. Go play in the ball pit. <laughs> yeah, that, like, I am way more concerned would... about the health of the ball pit than the pizza. <laughs> the health department would not be cool with that. I, I no. guarantee that part. Um, Whether or not I am okay with it, the health department is not. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce that at <laughs> my next manager's meeting at work. Like, see how sometimes people just leave waffle fries behind? What if we just put them back in? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> 
No. <laughs> Just take two halves of a sandwich. There's a whole sandwich. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so there are more important things we are going to discuss. Yes. I was going to compliment your generation. Well, thank you. Not so much on your investigative pizza journalism. Oh, well. <laughs> um, I do like pizza, but that was not where I was going. <laughs> I was, I was going to compliment your generation on the fact that I feel like when it comes to matters of the environment, you're a lot more woke than our generation was, uh, as evidenced by how much millennial support there is for AOC's Green New Deal, mm -hmm. which seems to have caught a lot of news organizations off guard. Like they couldn't believe like polling like oh, this seems like very it's very popular mm -hmm. among younger people. And I don't find that surprising. I don't. I mean, I think that everyone I, I know, at least in myself, is very aware of the fact that like hey, the people older than us, for the most part, kind of messed with the planet we are living on. <laughs> and they're going to leave it a lot sooner than we are, so we have to do something about a it. Lot? I mean, a I'm lot saying sooner? the people a lot older than us. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, like three generations back. Okay, okay. Like, the people who were all part of the, the Industrial Revolution, like the creation <laughs> of of the, the vehicles, the mass production plants, the... Mm. the ways of business that are destroying the environment um and we have to do something about it or else we're going to be stuck on a planet that is that is dying and we're not going to have any way to fix it well it's it's a very interesting shift in like i'm not going to say that you are the first ones to have like concerns about the environment right. obviously right uh, that's been a long time but i feel like when i was younger i had like this epiphany i had a science teacher who got me concerned about the environment mm -hmm. In like sixth grade and that was like when I started my crusade about like we have to do things to protect the earth but I didn't know what to do and I feel like the kinds of like kind of campaigns that I would see I, I remember them specifically like in comic books there would be pages sometimes like a page that would tell you about recycling or something. Do you remember these? <laughs> you, like in the Archies, there would literally be a little Archie comic page where like Betty and Veronica would be recycling. Yes. Yes. And, and like, I remember like those were my early exposures to these ideas or like channel one that they used yeah. to show us in school would, would tell us it was like a news program for, mm -hmm. for kids in school. And they would tell us things like that we could do to save the environment. And it, and it was usually stuff like turn the water off when you brush your teeth. So you don't waste water. Mm -hmm. Um, make sure that you're turning all the lights off in your house when you leave so you're not using electricity that you don't need. Um, cutting the rings that were the plastic rings around your soda cans or soda bottles. That was a that I thought that was like the end all be all like, ah, oh, look what I'm doing. I would like do it at other people's house. Like, wait a second. Let me let me take those rings. <laughs> let me just real fast. Which, I, I really care about the yeah. environment. <laughs> I will say I still do that. If I have them, I just kind of like hulk the rings apart before I it's, throw them in the me too. trash. Me too. It's a good thing to do. I, I do remember Go that ahead, point. Go ahead, Tay. Tell I, us. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was going to say, tell, I, 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 uh, I could see you thinking like, this is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Like, I remember having that thought as a teenager, like, whilst cutting the rings, like, we're cutting the rings because we know this is going in the ocean, right? We're just, <laughs> that's why we're doing it. Like, they're not going to stop throwing these away into waterways full of living creatures. So we're just doing them so it's less likely to strangle them to death. 
oh, that's dark. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. still cut the yeah. rings, but, but darn. I do realize that now when I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, 11, 12, like I'm, I'm saving a duck. I'm saving a little turtle right now. It's like, it's well, like, wait, what? Why no, is it, it going to be might... with the ducks and turtles in the first place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just going to choke on it in, st- in tiny pieces instead of it wrapping around its limbs and drowning it. Great. For some reason, Save I thought the environment. That- <laughs> that there were like specified places for garbage and sometimes like rogue ducks would just wander in <laughs> and then just be looking around for food and just like you know bend its head down to grab something and just get its head stuck in a ring like oh, the no. ducks are just madcap they're just idiots <laughs> they just, just roam the earth attracted to plastic that's the problem it's the, it's the animals encroaching on our garbage not the <laughs> yeah. garbage encroaching on the animals it's like sneaking into the landfill at night like what am i gonna get out tonight that so seems like the way they would have sold it though back when everybody yeah. didn't know how things work like sometimes right. animals go where they shouldn't be and it was like just some <laughs> stupid little duck like wandering into a garbage dump like oh no mr duck it's like no we threw it on top of his house we just cut it into smaller pieces like <laughs> it's great here's a it, it really seemed like this was what you did like that like there was a time period where it was like that and recycle mm-hmm. yeah and then you're like you did it you saved <laughs> earth like yay i'm recycling and i <laughs> i cut all the rings i did it what else do I do now? The earth is fixed. The, the earth yep, is, did saved. I fix it? Yeah. I, I bought mean, one of those t-shirts with a peace frog on it that proceeds <laughs> go to the rainforest. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I That was another thing. Like you could like donate money to like save the rainforest. I didn't know exactly what I was saving it from. I just wanted to save it because I thought that sounded good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was... Yeah, That's that it. was that was it. I thought we've saved the earth now, didn't we? I didn't use hairspray. Right. There you go. So done. Yeah. And as I got older, I realized how much more complex this was, mm-hmm. how there were so many things we weren't doing and how um, kind of like you said with the soda can rings, it's like it's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Like, why are we throwing plastic in the ocean? Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, Bigger how much problem. plastic are we throwing in the ocean? And then you watch those documentaries about the islands of plastic in the ocean and you can't sleep at night thinking about the islands of plastic in yeah. the ocean. Is that just me? No. <laughs> no, I cried myself to sleep after watching a, a Blue Planet documentary about the, the part about the coral reefs drying yeah. up because we've killed, we've killed most of them. Yeah. So... I think <laughs> there was a fish. His name was Percy because he was so persistent and about like building his little nest so he could have a family. And then his 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 coral got all bleached. And I don't know what happened to Percy. They didn't tell us. But don't. I don't. Hey, Tay. Percy's fine. Don't worry about Percy's Percy. fine. I'm sure Percy is fine. Well, his coral died. No, don't. Let's not worry. <laughs> Let's. Let's think but, of other things. <laughs> well, no, but here's I'm the thing. I'm sure Percy's fine. <laughs> I a, talked to Percy yesterday. <laughs> she check it and up he says okay. hi. No, but Percy don't, just had said, to move don't upstate. Don't worry, Taylor. I am good. Everything's fine. <laughs> what is that voice? It's not what he voice. sounds like. We have talked on the phone. It's a fish uh, voice. <laughs> it's a fish voice. <laughs> I don't know what a fish voice is. But I, it's the thing is, like, there's a part of me that gets really angry because we were all we you know i remember doing all those things and thinking this is this is what we're told to do we care about the environment this is good and it was all just kind of like a pat on the head from the adults i'm gonna use somewhat ironically that term but like 
when the bigger picture was not a thing we were being educated on. I don't remember. I mean, we we learned about like greenhouse gases and that resulted to like cars are bad sometimes, but you know, we're not going to tell you alternatives to them. Hairspray's bad. Don't use too much of it. Like it's like it was the dumbest solutions we were given and we were never really given the big picture because the big picture at I think has been purposely kept away from us by a lot of money like a lot of very yes. deep pockets yes we can learn yes. about it but not enough to be engaged and active and changing it and that was our generation I think that's changed uh, I want to talk about our hopeful future yeah <laughs> where, where we know what's going on and are doing something about it but before we do that let's check the group message okay uh i have a sponsor i'm going to tell you all about this week i'm just going to keep taking charge telling you all about it. our sponsors this week still buffering is supported in part by squarespace so i want to make a website about uh chuck e cheese pizza gate Oh, no. And <laughs> I can use Squarespace to do that because Squarespace lets me create a beautiful website about this very important cause. And I about can, how it's probably not true. About right? how it. Yeah. About how it's almost certainly not true. Be maybe not. Also, maybe true. No, let's say let's say it's about not. how it's, it's a theory. This is definitely uh, not true. <laughs> <laughs> you can turn your cool idea into a new website. You can blog or publish content. You can sell products and services of all kinds. And so much more with everything that Squarespace gives you, including beautiful customizable templates created by world-class designers, a new way to buy domains and choose from over 200 extensions, analytics to help you grow in real time, and 24-7 award-winning customer support. You can make your website stand out with the help from Squarespace because they're going to give you all the tools and all the space to make whatever you need uh, out of your website. And if our listeners want to check out Squarespace, what should they do, Taylor? Well, uh, you just need to go to squarespace.com slash buffering, and you can get a free trial uh, when you're ready to launch your website, uh, which should not be about uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy theories. Uh, <laughs> use the offer code buffering, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So that's squarespace.com slash buffering, offer code buffering, save 10% off. Uh, the other sponsor we want to tell you about this week is ModCloth. We love mod cloth here uh, because uh, the clothes on mod cloth and it's beyond clothes. That's where I started. I started with clothes, but there mm -hmm. are accessories and things for your room, all kinds of different stuff that you would love. And one of the best things about mod cloth is that they believe fashion should celebrate all women. And that's why they're expanding their size range to uh, zero zero to twenty eight. So it's never too early to start thinking spring. And it's a great time to go ahead and refresh your wardrobe in time for spring. Mm hmm. There, there are already some warmer days, so and they're coming up soon. So that's get, what the groundhog told me. Yeah, that's right. The groundhog <laughs> said that we're gonna have an early spring, so you got to get your new spring fashion. Exactly. And if you've got a question about fit, the team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help. Uh, some of the my favorite pieces of clothing that I own, uh, that I have owned for years, I've been wearing mod cloth. I got at this website and I would highly recommend you check it out. I know we were all fans. Um, yeah. Long before they became one of our sponsors. So to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com. That's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter code buffering at checkout. This offer is valid for one time use only and expires on May 5th, 2022. 
2019. So check it out now. 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. Go to modcloth.com and enter code buffering at checkout. Let's go check those out. So we were saying we were going to talk about more hopeful things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm just, I'm not being negative. I'm just saying it's, 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 I, I was struck by the fact that it's like, okay, it's, better that we live in an age where all of this super depressing stuff that's true we can know than before when we lived in an age where we didn't even know it it's a bummer but right. it's a bummer that means progress i no, i agree with you i think that's true i think that that was the bigger thing it's like uh when your news is largely coming from tv or I, I was going to say newspapers, but like growing up, the only newspaper we had access to was a local paper mm-hmm. and they largely reported on local stuff. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm not saying there wasn't like a world news section. It just was much smaller. Right. And so I wasn't getting a lot of a lot of news outside of the area, um, except for what would make it on like nightly news. Mm-hmm. Uh, the now you have access to so much more information from so many sources it became clear to me, like like I said, that, you know, we need to be concerned about how much plastic we're using in the first place because it's all going somewhere, no matter what f- shape or form mm-hmm. it, you've cut it into. It's all going somewhere. And I think things like, I, I really remember there was a point in time where I feel like we got the message as kids, hey, uh, chlorofluorocarbons are bad. They're destroying the ozone layer. We all got to stop using them. Got it. No more hairspray. Mm-hmm. And they took it out of all these products, right? Like they took CFCs out of all these different products so that we would know not to, you know, we couldn't use them because they were hurt, hurting the ozone layer. Then I feel like there was like messaging that was sent like, we're fixing it. Everything's better now. Yeah. We fixed it. I mean, didn't didn't we all get that impression for a while? Like, good job, everybody. Good Wasn't job. Wasn't there that bit of time when they were like, yeah, there is a hole in our ozone layer, but it's shrinking. Well, and that was, and I, but, and I feel like, and that may all be somewhat true, but I feel like that was sold as like we fixed climate change yeah, for right. a while. And I mean, it really, I don't know how familiar you are with Al Gore, Riley. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fan of inconvenient truths. Have you heard of Al Gore? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I really feel like it was Al Gore who made a lot of people very aware of this. And I'm not saying he was the first one who was like aware that global right. warming climate change was happening. Obviously not. There were many, many smart scientists who have been saying this for a long time mm-hmm. who were concerned about the amount of carbon that we're releasing into the atmosphere and, and the damage that we're doing to the planet as a result of the climate change that's occurring mm-hmm. and what it's eventually going to do to our species, i.e. wipe it out. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I feel like the documentary and Inconvenient Truth by Al Gore for for I mean for myself I know among them was like the first time where I watched it all laid out and went oh <laughs> oh this is a lot worse yeah. I didn't know I didn't know this goes beyond the fact that I threw away an aluminum can the other day and didn't recycle it like this problem is so much bigger yeah and I was never taught that yeah well, well I mean God. I feel like for a lot of people, the way you are first introduced to it, at least in my generation, is like you see the pictures of the polar bears that are living on like the shrinking uh, mm-hmm. platforms of ice or like the, the uh, animals living in rainforests that are being cut down. But never people in America or other like 
you know, modern areas being affected by Well, it. even humans. Right, or even humans. Yeah. Like, you never see it like, oh, it's affecting where I live. This is affecting the air I breathe and the, the my habitat as a human. It is awful. It is affecting these animals and these, these other places, but it was never presented as something that was affecting us. And for a lot of people, I'm not saying for us, I'm saying for some people, if you don't think something's hurting you you tend not to to think about it as much it's not until you realize it's affecting you directly for i think a lot of people that you want to do something about it and even then some people don't even believe it is harming them or anything at all and i and i I think the you know there's the other thing is that that's it's a big difference between corporate approved truths or things you could do and then like actual truth they're they're, Mm -hmm. unfortunately they're different in our in our economy i mean you know, specifically with the environment, and like this is not me. This is not me getting on a vegan soapbox. I think incorporating more plant-based products into your life shouldn't be controversial. I'm not saying cut out everything that's not. I'm just saying, even just for the environment, one of the biggest contributors to greenhouse emissions is is uh, like factory farming is cow farts honestly (laughs) like and also the amount of land that we have to grow to support the amount of meat we produce in the meat and dairy industry that we could use for crops that could feed you know multiple times the people that we feed with the meat uh this is information that had you know we didn't learn that in our studies about like how to protect the environment because the meat and dairy industry are huge huge like multi-million dollar companies that have a lot of control in the government so this information was actively suppressed and i think that there's a really important emphasis on misdirection like oh there's a problem with the environment great these are the things you can do to save it mm-hmm. and then you feel like you're doing something so we all feel good about ourselves meanwhile the bad people doing the bad things can keep doing the bad things like yeah that's I, it's just classic control i th- i think you're right i, I wondered if um AOC was going to get a lot of backlash because one point she made was like just one day a week don't eat beef mm-hmm. yeah that was that was and I, I imagine she's going to get hit hard for that among other things right that, it's a massive lobby that the big corporations don't like that she's saying yeah well I <laughs> mean she's speaking the truth and that ties back to it's hard to get information that you know is the entire truth because you never know where it's coming from I'm not saying fake news I'm not saying media is media is fake and journalists are liars i am a journalism major i obviously (laughs) don't think that but you never know when you're hearing from politicians or from people in positions of power like who is who's giving them money who is telling them to say these things who's writing their speeches who funded their campaigns and yes especially somewhere like west virginia where most of our economy is built on an industry that isn't the best for the environment it's hard to know when you get information in school when you're learning about West Virginia history or economy in our state mm-hmm. or the development of our state, where it came from, like how I, I, it was until very recently that I was able to feel like I am m- close to well educated on the actual reality of like the coal economy and, mm-hmm. and what it does to the environment and where it came from and the impacts it's had not only on the environment but on the economy and on, on people living here and, and all those mm-hmm. kinds of things. And on the health of And people. on the health yeah. of people. And it's something that people aren't taught about. Especially, I mean, one, if you live here, you aren't taught about it because people don't want you to think it's bad. Two, if you don't live here, you aren't taught about it because like it doesn't, it wasn't a part of your 
state or other places that coal is yeah. a large part of the economy, not just West Virginia, but I mean, you know, things like that, that you just, you don't get reliable information on because there are people with sure. higher interests than helping the environment. But yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I just like, I think that that feeling that you're having is the feeling that the people in control want you to have. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Like, I, and I, we were talking about this earlier, but, uh, you know, before information was controlled, we got it from the news. We got it from the newspaper. These were corporate-owned entities. What was talked about, and more specifically, what wasn't, I was still partially bought and sold. Uh, with the dawn of the internet and readily accessible information, suppressing information draws attention to it. You know, you take down a website about something because it makes you mad. All that does is draw attention to the fact that it's a it's a thing you're paying attention to. I think that the answer instead was to create so much volume around controversial topics, so many counter opinions that it drowns out the truth. I think there's a reason that the first time we started hearing the term fake news was in relation to the Trump administration from the Trump administration. It's an important, important concept in scaring us away from the idea that we can know actual truths in our society like it's it's the environment that the people that are trying to get away with with the same crimes that they used to be able to get away from in an age with less information now they have to find a way to do it in an age with so much information the only way they can do that is by creating a complete cacophony of false truths so that you just give up Mm -hmm. no i mean you're absolutely right I, i think that's the scariest part is that you know, like like you said, Riley, there are politicians who are lying, yeah, and who are. I mean, I, I, which I don't. I, I don't make think it sound like that's the majority. Oh, no. or the the. I don't think it is, and I don't think I don't. <laughs> Taylor's, maybe now, I, but I mean, I think like it. It is not outrageous of me to say that the president lies regularly. Yeah, he does. I mean, we have that is a he's fact. been fact checked many yeah. times. He he lies. Whether he knows he's lying, he's intentionally making stuff up, or he's misquoting, or misremembering, or he didn't understand, or he thought he knew something he didn't. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not in his head. Thank goodness. I don't know what goes on in there, but he is lying very often, and that. And as we know that, it begins to call even his lying services his greater purpose, because if he's lying, who isn't lying? Is is what he's hoping you'll ask? Well, maybe everybody's lying. When there are people who are trying to do the right thing, and I would argue that, like, AOC is a good example of that, who are trying to, like, speak the hard truths. Mm -hmm. You know, when she talks about, like, the immediacy of our need to address climate change, it's scary, it's unsettling, it's uncomfortable. It should be. Mm -hmm. And and that those are hard things to say. And those also aren't things that you say that get you a lot of votes. (laughs) When you say that kind of stuff, people go, I don't like to hear that. Talk about how you're going to make my life better. Don't don't tell me about how if I don't do something, I'm going to die. Like, That's don't not tell me someone that. saying something to get votes. It's someone saying something because it's important. Because they want to do things that will improve our lives. And that that is a much greater task than just staying in power. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think what we're seeing is that there are a lot of politicians whose main concern is just staying in power at all costs. I mm-hmm. think that many in the Republican Party are guilty of that right now. As we see them just unflinchingly supporting a president who has no idea what he's doing and is, you know, has le- led us on the path to destruction in many mm-hmm. different ways. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to find even I think a state like West Virginia is a good example because you look at the coal industry. It was so hard 
for so long to find out all the truth for some of us like growing up here yeah because like if you look at like sites of like reclaimed mines and stuff they look gorgeous that's not what most of no. like that's not what happens with mountaintop removal when the tops of mountains are literally cut off yeah if you go to places where mines have been shut down the local community the economy has been devastated yeah you know if you if you see the patients coming in with black lung this is the reality well and and uh, communities built around coal miners and their families they weren't even paid real money no when they first well not were originally open. Yeah. originally yeah. i mean they were eventually but i mean they built their entire economies on them being able to contribute then more money and time to other things owned by the people operating the and mines big outside interests big corporations controlling the flow of information has real is really like a common theme in west virginia history it is in the united states as a whole but yeah. i think for us it's very personal because so much of our state is owned like 80 percent of our state's owned by people who don't live in our state yeah right so and, and the flow of information is guarded by those people um the education bill that's that they're trying to pass in the west virginia state house of delegates right now is largely f like the original bill the stuff in it mm -hmm. comes from the Koch brothers mm-hmm i mean like that's where that nobody <laughs> nobody talks about this yeah but like this is all an attempt to like build a bunch of charter schools and funnel money out of the public education system. Are, and are you telling me the Koch brothers don't have a vested interest in the health uh, and the <laughs> intelligence of the youth of West Virginia? Is that what you're telling me? I, and they're just hoping like people won't know. And you also talk about areas, rural areas, not just West Virginia, expanding outside rural areas that don't all have great internet access. Mm -hmm. You have people who are only getting their information from their local newspaper yeah. and if they have time in their long work days because they're working long hard hours to get home and watch tv news that those are their only sources of information they're not they do not all have access to a computer or to internet to double check this stuff yeah i and i mean yeah that's that's how misinformation flourishes and mm -hmm. that's why it's so crucial that your generation, I think that tech savvy is really going to help with that. Yeah. You know, and then also I'm, I'm assuming now in class, in like college or maybe in high school, they already are like teaching you how to discern real and fake stuff on the internet. Have they yeah. ever done that? I mean, I had a class last year, last semester, that was a requirement for my journalism major. That's about media literacy. That's the name of the class. It's mm -hmm. about how to, I won for papers and stuff conduct research that you're finding sources that you know are reliable and scholarly and, and edited and reviewed or whatever but also how you can look at a, a news website and tell if it's extremely biased tell if it's fake tell if it was just created by someone tell i mean a lot of people can't even read something and tell if it's satire or not like a lot of mm -hmm. people read articles from the onion and think that it's some new event i i had an entire class about how to discern truth from what you're reading it only on the internet not even in you know mm -hmm. other forms of media we've trusted for a long time because everything's moving towards the internet there are classes that are environmental science classes that are entirely dedicated to reading uh websites that are about climate change and telling okay who wrote this where did the information come from who funded this who provided the information who provided the graphics what can we do to stop this what can we read from this that's truth and how can we fix it like those are things that that i'm mm -hmm. being taught that my peers are being taught that no one was being taught or even talking about what 
no. 15 years ago. Yeah. Less than that. <laughs> I, that class should be mandatory. Like every grade from like, I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. second grade up. Like as soon as kids start having access to computers, they should be taught like what is truth on the internet? How do you yeah. find it? And what definitely isn't? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we even talked about the softwares that you can use to manipulate people's faces and voices to make them say things that they didn't. Mm -hmm. We listened mm -hmm. to a podcast episode of Reply All about how these people are creating this and doing this and how it, maybe it's not a problem now because the software isn't advanced enough, but like you can't stop technology from evolving and from continuing to grow because it's evolved faster than anything else in modern history. Which, you know, with that, I mean, and that it's a double-edged sword, of course. There's there's more information yeah. that can be bad and that can be good. Right. It just depends on what information you find and what you do with it. But it it's it's why it's so imperative to like a good understanding of science, even if you're not in a science based field, even if science isn't your interest, but like an appreciation for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like an understanding of what the scientific method is and how science comes up with the things it does. Not on any, like, I don't mean a deep technical level. There are many fields of science I don't right. know anything about. But I understand what the process is when it comes to science. Yeah. And I think all of us need that foundation. Everybody should be exposed to that early on. Because what it gives me the advantage of is when I read some sort of outrageous medical headline, I go dig into, like, I can tell, like, hmm hold on <laughs> hold on there's this is this is misleading or yeah. this is wrong or there's more to this and I know where to go I know where to go look I know what sources are trustworthy I know where the science is I know where the scientists are I know what a peer-reviewed study is and I know what that looks like and I know what it means to be published in a journal versus published on a website not that everything on a website is fake but like yeah. if you're trying to find the truth behind something knowing how to figure that out is a skill for all of us, not just because I'm a doctor. Like, everyone needs that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. if you had it, you would know climate change is real. Exactly. <laughs> and vaccines are safe and effective. <laughs> and, and we wouldn't have to debate it. Flat. I don't know. That's the thing. I'm yeah. Again. We're, are we on the back of a turtle or something? I don't know. I think the best <laughs> way to... flat. <laughs> How is that? How did that come flat. back? We've got measles I and a flat I think the best way again? to describe... <laughs> I think the best way to describe my generation is actually something I saw in a tweet that said the adults in our lives are telling us to go to college and become educated and to better society. And the only way to do that is to go to college and get an education and are forcing us into college. Then we go to college and understand and are able to learn on our own as we grow that we need to change how we are treating the planet or else it is going to die. And we all are going to go down with it because we're not very nice to the planet we live on. And then we tell this to the adults. and They're all like, oh, you're just a liberal snowflake trying to make up an agenda <laughs> about the environment. I don't I don't know how science got labeled as a liberal agenda. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, like I. I guess I do have a liberal agenda, like a personal one, because I am a liberal. Yes. I, will em I embrace that. I. But science is just facts, man. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, science is just science. Like, that's not part of my liberalism. That's another part of me that is next to my liberalism part of in me my being heart. an intellectual <laughs> person who is able to discern fact. Well, I feel like at some point they got separated into when we're really talking about, like, 
liberal and conservative it's liberal or concerns that deal with humans being happy and not dying and conservative is about money and making corporations yeah like that and i don't think that's i'm sure that there are perfectly good-hearted conservatives out there and i think that they need to understand that that's that's where these camps are 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 through labeling through the the things that you're told to care about and not care about like that I don't that's not the way it traditionally was but it definitely is that way now well and I mean I think I think the biggest thing is like if you look at like progressives versus conservatives progressives are embracing change and like Mm -hmm. a conservative viewpoint is traditionally one that kind of like holds to traditions of the past our traditions of the past have failed us. Yes. In many, many <laughs> Look at ways. Look where we are right now. <laughs> there, and Just take a second. <laughs> so, like, if, if young people are embracing a progressive track, it's because they don't want to hold to the traditions of the past. They have not. They are not helping us anymore. Mm-hmm. They are doing damage. They are bad. No, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the, the world is dying. The wealth gap is getting larger every day. Like... People are, are sick and they can't get health care. These are just and things that are true. people don't have clean water. <laughs> Why is no one still talking Flint. about this? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Flint doesn't have clean water. We have, we're, we're putting children in cages. Yeah. How about that? So let's just take and a we- look at where these, these uh, traditional family values have gotten us today. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just a cognitive process. Like definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and expecting different results like if if i'm doing something and it didn't work once uh, the chances that i do it again it's not uh, are low like mm-hmm. things weren't working that's okay we could change that shouldn't be the thing that separates the parties one person's ability to recognize information that the past has taught them and make changes that's just human advancement that is yeah. literally how everything we've achieved has been achieved by going, yeah. yeah, that didn't work. I think I can come up with something better. That is that's, all of human advancement. That's yeah. the scientific method. Yeah. <laughs> Let's change another variable and try it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if young people are not, they, they aren't longing for the past. And it's not because they're immature. <laughs> it's because big swaths of the past sucked. Yeah. Like, it, oh. it sucked when, you know, we couldn't vote. <laughs> yeah i mean it I, sucked when everybody got polio like that sucked we don't yeah. we don't long for that because things are better now and so like get on the train let's head to the future <laughs> i i do that's sydney's campaign look <laughs> i i do think that it's at least good like as far as like generations kind of like not like crapping on the generation after them i think this is the first time maybe in some some time that that hasn't been the case because like it's not like like you know boomers being like oh those you know those millennials they just want to eat avocado toast and not buy Mm -hmm. tools uh like i feel like now we're looking at your generation riley we're like look i don't know what yeet means but i want you to feel it i've got your back I don't want you to have what I've got. I want you to have better. So how can I help? I'm old. I don't understand what you're saying right now, but please help this planet. (laughs) Every night that I go to bed, all I see is an island of plastic in the ocean, and I want to fix that. (laughs) I have fully given you the controls. I'll help you, but I don't don't think I know better than you. Metal straws? Okay. I'm on board. I'll buy one. How about Nostra? I I know how to use my mouth. 
the Some Disney store straws, won't. I don't mean... No, no, sure. No, we need we need straws for access. Uh, some people do, but um, some of us don't, and we could not use them. Yeah. And also, the Disney store won't give me a bag anymore. I'm fine with they that. And I'm fine, I'm with, fine that. with that. Like, I'll live. I'll how... live without the bag. Man, and you know how many angry Karens does the Disney store have to deal with every day because <laughs> they can't get a bag? <laughs> Every time they offer me a bag now, because it used to just be standard. You go to a store, they give you a bag. Every time they're like, hey, do you want a bag for this? I always say no. And I even deal with the social anxiety of now carrying my items that I did pay for, but it does look like I am stealing. I just want to reach (laughs) over the counter and just put my hand on their shoulder and be like, thank you. I know it's (laughs) hard. Thank you. Thank you too, because like not get if you ask me, I'll go. No, I don't. Like ma- right. maybe my I arms are full, it. and I have two kids, and I kind of do want that bag. But no, I no, I won't take the bag. I'll but leave the bag here. They have those cool reusable ones. Yes, I will buy the reusable bag. Yeah. I do at the Disney store. I have yeah. many Disney bags. <laughs> I've great. started bringing my own just like canvas tote bags to Walmart with me every time I go. Just I look like a crazy person carrying in like three empty bags. No, you don't. Here I am ready no, to do my don't. groceries. You look like a concerned, <laughs> responsible member of society. I have that like way, a dirty you- backpack and like the, the cashier is watching me put like fresh fruit and I won't bag it because I'm like, I'm going to wash it anyway. And that's wasted a bag. So just like fresh fruit and like herbs add like packs of like stuff in my dirty backpack i'm like i know what this looks like (laughs) not in the backpack now tay i'm gonna get you a nice canvas bag it's fine (laughs) it it works that's what i have it's not dirty inside it's just super dirty outside let's get you something breathable (laughs) yeah (laughs) but but that's what we've got to rebrand it that's part of it right like when you walk into the store with your reusable bags that's got to be like you're cool uh, hey (laughs) like it's a slow-mo like the whoa exactly <laughs> how you doing you know like friends like friends oh, how you good. doing well, with your reusable bags <laughs> you know i did i did like uh i i had uh a young man i i suppose he was trying to hit on me uh it, it didn't it didn't work out but he was behind me in line at my bodega and i had just a few things that i live across the street from it so i just was gonna walk home with them like it was like three cans of cat food and like some soda and like he, uh, he was like, oh, hey, uh, the cashier asked me if I wanted a bag. I said, no. And he said, if you don't have a bag, I've got an extra reusable bag. And I was like, oh, thanks. I don't. How would I get it back to you? And he said, oh, over a drink sometime. Oh. And I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? No, no, thank you. Like, sorry. But also, I want to say that's a, uh, thank you for making that like a good thing. Like, that's like a really like, <laughs> yeah. hey, look at me. I, I care about the world. If that's a thing that can like you can use as if that's if, if you would embrace that purely as a pickup line, great. I don't care. If that's what's cool now, great. <laughs> the, that's the tender of the future, just sharing <laughs> reusable bags. Going to a commune or to the zero waste store. Like. Yes. Yep. Going composting together. Mm-hmm. Well, Thank you, sisters. Uh, thank you. Um, you're both younger than me. I guess we're really, Riley, we're talking about your generation, but Taylor, I feel like you have, you're a lot more part of it than I am. Just, I don't know why those three years make such an age difference, but I feel like they do. I feel like, like my, I don't know. You're so much more in touch with what young people are doing than me. <laughs> I, that's just well, because Sydney, you're I, a mom. Yeah, I just spend more time on the internet than you said. That's why. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> Is that? I, it's um, because I'm thank immature. you both. Thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't think that at all. I think that we can't look at it that way. It's more mature. 
Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at StillBuff. Check out MaximumFun.org for a lot of other wonderful podcasts that you would enjoy. And you can email us now at stillbufferingquestions at gmail.com because our other email is wanting to send us emails is not wanting to work right now so so email us there stillbufferingquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions for a question and answer episode that we're going to do if you have any like teen related questions of any kind for many time send those to that email and we will see them or you can tweet them at us at stillbuff yes and thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And, and I, I was two. Baby, change your mind. Got it. Is that it? That's good. Is that good? Unless you binge watch TV at least 80 hours a week, Inside Pop is definitely not for you. Sean, that's a little extreme and also not quite true. Okay, Amita, how about Inside Pop is the podcast for people who love and appreciate the best pop culture has to offer? Oh, much better. In every episode, we interview the people who create the culture you crave. Past interviews include the showrunner of Ava DuVernay's Queen Sugar and Mudbound director Dee Reese. You'll also get the very best pop culture recommendations in our Big Sell segment. Plus the opinions of two TV producers who are pop culture obsessives and actually do binge 80 hours of TV a week. Eyeballs. So tired. Listen to Inside Pop every other Wednesday on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.